0: From no games on tap last night to 13 today. 12 today. Boston and the New York Rangers battling it out in Boston in an afternoon game. But that also includes the Leafs and the Sharks at 1030 Eastern. In San Jose. Not even like 10.
1: No. Not even 10.15. Give me a 10.08 buck drop. 10.42 right in your eye. Wear that one.
0: Oh, everybody listening on this podcast uh, out west are cursing us right now. Uh, What's wrong
1: with you guys? You Easterners complaining. You know what makes me feel better about complaining is that even, even the Youngs out here complain. Even McKee and his brethren it's still too late for even the young people. It's just
2: an obscene time to drop the
1: puck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just not. It's yeah, ten o'clock. is totally fine. It is. It's a reasonable time to drop drop the puck on on uh, Wednesday night. The and game game was over by twenty to one, and you know that's fine. Go to you, bed.
0: You can't even explain to anybody that it, it it's all driven not by people in the east who just want to get to bed. It's all about the cash, the money, the mm. Eastern eyeballs, the sponsors. That's, that, that, that's it in a nutshell. It, so, it really comes back to who's, who's stroking the check and when are you going to get the most eyeballs for your sponsors?
1: I guess, but like 7.30 even, like, I just think that, like, Canucks, when the Leafs play in Vancouver, they play at 4 o'clock sometimes, for crying out loud. San Jose, we can't bully them a little bit, too? Sorry, Sharks fans.
0: There's bigger issues in Vancouver than time zones
1: <laughs> right now. And, yes. and we'll get into that a little
0: later. We've got uh, some great guests, including Rick Tockett. <clears throat> get his thoughts on Vancouver and yep. what's going on there. Something's going to have to give there real soon.
1: Yeah, you'll be paying for two coaches. That's what it's going to give. Our
0: own Luke Fox, writer for Sportsnet. Is on the road. He's he must be so excited. He's, he's on the road. Actually, on the road. Sammy, are yeah, we going to
2: find him in California? Yeah, he's in Cali. I think. Well, he's at Leafs practice right now, which isn't the most you know exciting thing. You <laughs> could do that here, but yeah, he's uh, he's travel. He travels with the Leafs all the time, though. So there you go.
0: Mike Ricci, former NHLer, almost 1,100 games played. He's working with the San Jose Shark development coach. He's going to. He'll come on real quick and uh, tee us up on what we can expect out of the San Jose Sharks. Beautiful. So we got, a lot of, we got a lot of fun.
1: There are a lot of people who will be talking that aren't necessarily you and I, so people can rejoice in a fun show.
0: So, Sammy, before we get started, uh, one quick mention on Leaf giveaways, which mm-hmm. will include code words. We knew what uh, <laughs> wasn't a code word yesterday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That was an all-time great code word. But so. I think
0: we should still stick with, like, Will F- Ferrell, um, c- uh keywords. So maybe we'll pick one out, Sammy. What do you think?
1: Has anyone told you that you're not picking the code words? No, the, Is that the code words have already been determined.
0: <laughs> That's not fun. Yeah,
2: I know. Well, we'll let you pick them next time, but yeah. Okay,
0: but- well, with your lovely reading, why don't you take us to Pleasure Town? Hey, listen,
1: Kipper, Kipper, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Sammy. Sa- Sammy had a couple of cocktails. Yesterday. No, can I can I bail him out and do the read? Today? Oh, you want to do the read? Well, just as a good teammate, I, I, I mean, it feels like I'm re-
2: I got it in my hand. I'm ready to rock. You okay? Oh, you I, guys I was, are fighting over this. Is great. I was going to be F1.
1: I was going to be F1. But if you want to go get it, man. <laughs>
0: Channel Nine versus Channel Seven right now. Why don't you guys battle it out right now no. for the read? No, we no we touching wrong. of the no touching of the hair, of course. <laughs> okay, um, you feel you're up to it, eh? Yeah, I'm ready.
2: Uh, we're giving away a pair of Leafs tickets to December first game between the Leafs and Avalanche. Uh, all you have to do is download uh, yesterday's but and Friday's episode of Real Kipper and Born and listen for uh, different code words that will be placed in the podcast. Then text each code word to 59590, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win. Each code word counts as an entry, and the winner will be selected on Monday, November 29th. So there you go. Make sure you download the pod of... Uh... <laughs> that was awesome.
0: That was your best read. <laughs> that really was a lead. He's know,
2: good at playing guilty. There's... Uh Yeah, when I play Sunday nights on in uh, I'm on really high-level hockey, I'm always better if I'm hungover. I always – like, yeah. if I get a great night's sleep the night before on a Saturday, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and be great. Play guilty. It's always better.
0: I am – I always play well in the back nine after a couple of – uh <laughs> a little swing juice? Yeah, a little swing juice.
1: I just remember my college captain saying um, – if you're going to run with the big dogs at night, you can't be pissing with the puppies in the morning. This is expression. Like, go ahead. You can go out, but we, you still got to be there. The well, say next that again. Day. What was that? Say that, you that gonna again. You're going to run with the big dogs yeah. at night. You yeah. can't be pissing with the puppies in the wow. morning. Wow. You know? I actually love that saying. Yeah. And, I, you know, it made some sense from a hockey And stand. we're not
0: condoning anything for anybody here other than just what works for us. Right?
1: <laughs> well, it stopped working for me, but <laughs> once upon a time in my life.
0: Yeah. That's funny. And... Uh, Last but not least, we got to tee up. Uh, for, it's Friday, so we're oh, gonna yeah. do some text messaging, right?
2: Yeah, at text five ninety five ninety after talk after talk at at uh, four fifteen for the back half of the last hour. We're gonna read your texts and you know just send in whatever you're thinking of. You know, hockey, NHL, roast us, what you're thinking about at on a Friday, a Friday, heading into we're a weekend. Give oh. us give us your takes on something. I want to hear it. So text five ninety five ninety. We'll get to those later in the show. So yeah,
0: I'm like rubber, eh? It doesn't. Stick on me goes back to you on a Friday. <laughs> what is that saying? I don't even remember we it.
1: knows what you're trying to say. <laughs> you are, though, hey? Like, you're not a sensitive guy when it comes to Internet chirps or... I'm a sensitive guy. Well, no, I, I do think that you are a sensitive guy. I've cried during In a Anchorman. movie. <laughs> Anchorman? when that, that guy lost his arm. That was sad. Um, but no, you can, you can handle the online abuse a little bit. I mean, I'm, yeah, I I'm can. a weak man. You are, eh? Right? Oh, Does I, that
0: stuff bother well, you?
1: not like it used but to. You, it started are, my career, it did. Not anymore. Do
0: you find yourself reading it like Elliot Friedman?
1: Does he, what, he just reads everything? I don't think his he's way? ever, I,
0: I've, I've never seen him with his head up <laughs> during the day. <laughs> yeah. No, I,
1: I consume almost almost all of it, but I've gotten better at determining if the person giving the the criticism is worth my caring, you know? Should I care about this person's opinion? I'm, I'm getting better at having a filter there,
0: and it will only get better the older you get. Yeah, trust me.
1: The old give a damn, if you will, he'll, it strengthens.
0: All right. Well, we see a different lineup out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. A uh, couple of changes, including the third line. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is uh, camp doesn't look serious. He's they mentioned uh, so that was that that was great. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, When they said precautionary reasons that they pulled him out uh, the other game was just for that. So we're not dealing with uh, a concussion there. But uh, another winger off that same line will be out of the lineup tonight, JB.
1: Yes, Andre Kasha not uh, in the lineup for precautionary reasons. They're just being careful with him, uh, which is fine given the abuse he takes. So Wayne Simmons gets the nod. So now camp, his line mates are Richie and Simmons, which... You know that's quite a different look to me than than when Kasha's beside him. That that line is a totally different feel. And that
0: line, for the most part, Camp and, and Kasha have have played really hard. Yeah, but it, it, is that maybe a, a not a great sign that we're not quite out of November yet, and there's some some wear and tear on these guys because yeah. we do know that that. Uh, Kasha, for instance, was a guy that uh, saw what all but seven minutes last season.
1: Yeah. No, I know. It's been a history. I, and just prior to the, the, the game the other
0: night in the island, uh, he he left Kasha left only to return to come back at the end of the game and go head first into the boards. Yeah. And I just remember thinking to myself, no wonder this guy played six minutes last season. He he plays hard, but yeah. it's not like uh, the radar is is up all the time in terms of ways to maybe avoid yeah. certain contact.
1: Yeah, and do you think you can teach that? Because he is someone who legitimately gets himself in, in some spot where he gets hit harder than almost any other Maple Leaf every single night. Could you tell a guy like him, hey, listen, we don't want you to put yourself in a spot where you're always taking the hit to make the play because what part of his effectiveness is taking the hit to make the play. And for the Leafs, it's been blocking that shot. Do you want to go to that guy and say, you know, more than you making every play perfectly, we want you to play every game? Or would you rather just say, he's going to play this way, it's going to cost us some games, and that's the way it is?
0: Yeah, I think ultimately it, it comes with your own internal experience. You got to remember that this guy, for all intent and purposes, was kicked to the curb uh, with his injuries last year. Kyle Duvis comes back and, and signs him to a, a minimal contract. Mm-hmm. So his first thought is, is I got to prove myself all over again.
1: And That's he's a great point. And, and he's, he's at a he's point in his career where he has so, to so lay so he, on the he,
0: line. He, he, And he has, he really has. And he's, he, he, he treated training camp in the start of the season. Like I got to, I got to shoot myself out of a cannon and I got to play every shift. Like it's game seven. And he has been able to do that. Give him full credit. But what usually happens for, a lot of us is once you get into a comfort zone where you're not feeling like you have to prove yourself every day right then there's this kind of internal thing that goes on that says okay it's 82 games i can't play 82 games Mach 5
1: you just can't it's so, not an unreasonable comment you know
0: you don't the term the uh, picking your spots mm-hmm. is not a great term in hockey
1: no it's meant as a derogatory correct yeah
0: but it, it, it's true though. I couldn't agree more. Where you have to pick your spots on when not you want to go into
1: a game going, that ah, tonight I'm not going to try because it's not my spot. You don't go, ever go anything and you're not going to try. There,
0: there's some times when you're feeling at 60 or 70%, and, and you know that on a, on a good night when I'm feeling it, I will go hard into a 50/50 puck, mm-hmm. and then there's other nights when it's
1: I'm going to be have to be on the D side of pucks tonight.:
0: Even <laughs> and, and if I'm not sharp enough and quick enough to react, I will get hurt if I go in hard on a 50/50, and now you start gauging what you can and can't do. Kasha needs to probably get there fairly soon.:
1: Yeah, no, this right. season. Well, I think he's proven his worth to the Leafs and to the fans. And okay, man, we got it. Like, you know, we want that yeah. version of what you just showed us. Save that for playoffs. Now be a slightly safer version of yourself. And we'll we'll keep you for, you know, play 70 games this year. That'd be awesome. Give us that A game in playoffs.
0: And I really like this move of sitting him out tonight. I do too. Because uh, the team's feeling great. Uh, a lot of love is spread throughout the, the room right now, feeling it and give him a chance to regroup i'd kasha camp and a few others and i'd even start hopefully uh the the points will be there to give you a huge comfort zone in february and march you start maybe thinking of giving your big boys a rest or two because this is really all about having your your stars feel great april on this season's
1: about nothing but postseason is it um I was just thinking, boy, they're out in California. He gets a day off. I was like, is there any chance he just went out and partied last night? And I was going to ask you, do you ever have any teammate miss a game for partying-related reasons? By the way, that's not what Kasha did. But it was just – Oh, my gosh. I think there was this one time where –
0: I don't know if it was Kevin Hatcher that uh, missed a bus and flight (laughs) (laughs) – a flight home, actually – because of uh, maybe just a little bit uh, too much the night before. And we had to go back and uh, take a team picture uh, w- without him. And I, if I'm not mistaken, the Zamboni driver Stood took his in place. for him?
1: So did they actually swap out the face later? That's <laughs> <Yes>, correct. <laughs> oh my God.
0: That's right. That's amazing. Yes. Damn. So that, uh, you know, not only can they play goal, but they can actually, you know, Sit in on an NHL team picture.
1: Remarkably versatile.
0: Uh,
2: uh, the Zamboni drive. I am really interested to see what that third line is going to look like tonight. Because like you guys are saying. Slower. It's definitely but it's a completely different thing for Camp. well I, it just Angvall and Kasha versus Richie yeah. and Simmons? It's like it's just you're playing a different sport out there with those two guys. You
1: can't use it in the same way. You no. can't look at that line and say that's still our line that's getting D only starts. In fact, Camp's probably going to see more offensive zone uh, starts tonight than he has in the previous twenty games.
2: It's true, and I was also thinking that they're probably going to use Camp more than they use those two wingers. Like yes. I could see him getting you know extra shifts here, depending on how he's feeling after whatever happened on Wednesday night. But I could definitely see him getting more shifts here and there. With other wingers, you know he loves to use a blender, Keith. So, yeah. but I'm interested to see that line. Definitely slower,
1: no doubt. I can't believe the amount of things we said we were going to get to before we got to Luke Fox, and we have like 19 seconds.
0: Hey, yeah, I'll call. Him. Um, yeah, we'll get to Luke. Um, he's not going anywhere, and it's San Jose. There's nothing to do in San Jose. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. No,
1: I know it is not a.
0: So he's just sitting waiting yeah. for Sammy to call him.
1: <laughs> so, do you want to uh, do Kane or Sandeen before we get to him? Uh,
0: well, we can talk about uh, Kane a little later on, okay. and, th- and that's interesting here because we know that that conversation's uh, going to start. Mm-hmm. So, like anything, we started first, and then we let everybody follow. But <laughs> that's how we do? Evander Kane is scheduled to come off his 21-game suspension on Monday, and uh, that'll be interesting. I, I've, we've got—I got a couple takes on that. Okay. I want—I want to hear yours as well. But uh, well, why don't we just start with the the, the start that. We anticipated at the beginning of the week. Our boy Sammy was right on top of this with Joseph Wall. Wall. Is that right? I don't know.
1: No one knows. Well,
0: I said it with (laughs) conviction, though, didn't I? You
1: did, and I shouldn't have called you out. We should have just moved on.
0: (laughs) He gets the start tonight, and it isn't a Mm back-to-back.
1: Fascinating. Um, You know, I I think that Jack Campbell, this speaks more to Jack Campbell's situation than it does to Joseph Wall. I really believe this is nothing like... Hey, we think we have something. Wool is a, you know, 915 through two games. What if we have a bat? You know, this to me is Jack Campbell is currently the Vezina front runner. If you hand it out today, I'm giving it to Jack Campbell and goal saved above expected. He's behind only Bobrovsky, but he's played five more games than Bobrovsky speaking to a much harder workload, leading the league in save percentage goals against average. He has been everything this team has needed him to be. So wool could be you Kipper and they'd be starting you. This, to me, is not commentary on him. It's commentary on Cam. And I
0: think it's, for the Leaf management, it's like found money that you can go to. Sure, it's like uh, this guy might be okay. You can go to your uh, fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. To start the season, he was four. Yeah. And now four gets his second stint in the National Hockey League. Third start. This season.
1: Yeah. Is it his third? His third, yeah. He was, he beat... uh... Whoever. Oh my gosh! I'm yeah. I, I, I I'm drawing a blank on his. Uh, he won his first game and didn't play well, and then he won the yeah, last was against it. Buffalo.
0: That's right. Yeah. Buffalo in okay. the second half of the back-to-back. That's right. There you go. And the shutout, and this one will be his third. So my point in all of this is that we know he's he's going down next week, yes. And we know when Mirazik's ready, he's coming back. But what a gift to give your fourth line. Conceivably now three ahead of Hutchison, right?
1: Poor Hutch, one bad game. They're like, nope, that's
0: enough. But knowing that you're going to go back to the Marlies right now with all that experience, the yeah. feel good, the, the vibe, that I can really play up here, feel, which we don't. It's too much of a small sample size to really yeah. understand whether or not this guy's got a legit career ahead of him.
1: Well, we talked to McKenna. But it's, it's great. And he talked about age of goaltenders, right? Like when these guys hit their peak, what'd you say it was yesterday? You thought it was like, what's 20, 28, yeah. 29, and wolves, 23, four, you know? So this is a guy who, yeah, get him these looks, get him, you know, a feel for what an NHL pace is like. Um, and you know, well, what's the harm? I don't think he's going to see much more than the, this, this year, but what's the harm in one more.
0: All right, let's go to Luke Fox. Is this your, um, first road trip,
3: no, it's my first um time covering the whole California road trip. Yes. But I had a I had a big one earlier this year, the uh the disastrous road trip, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Chicago, that one I was on.
0: God, they're not even taking Joe Bowen and uh, Jimmy Ralph on the road and here you are following them all through California. You got you got have you found enough time to actually go to the games or are you just hanging out at uh, Man- Manhattan Beach?
3: Oh, I wish. I wish. It's like every day there's a a flight or a game, Um, but uh, hopefully I'll get a a little chance to scoot around uh, San Jose in one of those motorized scooters scooters and soak up the sunshine today.
0: I I get the sense that the players, it hasn't been that type of trip to California that, uh, like you said, because of the schedule. And I got a sense, and maybe you can touch on this because you're a little closer, that there is still a, a concern over these guys going out doing whatever they you know even dinners, restaurants. Um COVID's still out there. And I I gotta think that uh they're nervous as hell.
3: Yeah, no, you you're absolutely right, Nick. I mean I think we we saw what happened with the Ottawa Senators would probably be be exhibit A uh when we're talking about COVID outbreaks. And they're certainly concerned. So Last night, Thanksgiving down here, what they did was they hunkered down in their hotel and, and got a big suite and threw on the football game and had a big turkey dinner brought in for the guys. So they weren't going out uh, last night. I, I thought for sure the the L.A. game with uh, 11 guys getting points and Justin Bieber in the crowd, I thought maybe they would just say, hey, we're, we're the hottest team in hockey. Go ahead, boys. Have a fun night. Um, but they didn't, you know, they practiced the next day and, and they plan to practice again tomorrow, no days off. Gosh. And Mor- Mor- Morgan Riley was saying, you know what? I don't mind it. He said, w- you know, th- we have to treat this like a business trip. Um, but man, it's gotta be tempting, you know? november in in toronto or november in sunny california first
1: off i think morgan riley's a liar right right away (laughs) like no way you like that i I mean just thinking of the length of a hockey season how it wears on you it's so frustrating for these guys that they can't go out um and by the way luke it's like feels like minus nine and snowing here in toronto so yeah enjoy yourself Um, yeah my
3: wife reminds me of that
1: (laughs) i'm sure Uh, we were talking about uh, Wool before you, uh, you joined us here and just his uh, third appearance for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, what do you think the plans are for him? Is this just sort of he's the only option for them? And, um, you know, I was guessing that this is more about Campbell than him. What, what are your thoughts on the goaltending situation?
3: I, I'm 100% with you, Justin, on that. I think this is about managing Campbell's workload. I mean, he's basically been one of the hardest-working goalies in in the sport. And, you know, you have to think long-term, this wasn't the plan, right? Like, Peter Mrazek was supposed to have played more than five periods by now. Um, he's on the trip. He's practicing every day. Um, you know, I think they're going to exercise caution just because, it, it, in retrospect, it looks like they rushed him back from that groin injury, the fact that he was right back on IR after, after one game. So, I think this is more about Campbell than Wall, um, but it's been a fantastic story, you know, the fact that this prospect gets a call up, with the Marlies, he wasn't even a 900 save percentage type goalie, and so far he's undefeated. Now, what I've noticed though, um, and this will be his first start in a non back to back, is that all three teams he's played Buffalo, the Islanders, and now San Jose all rank bottom third in the league in offense. So I think there's some strategy there. You know, they are giving him some some of the weaker teams in terms of power play and in terms of five on five offense. So that's probably, they think maybe their odds are are better of him, him stealing a win. Um, And then also I think he's up here because they've completely lost faith in, in Hutchison too. Like this is a bit of an indictment on him. He was supposed to be their third stringer and wool was supposed to be the fourth option. If it, if it came to it,
0: I got to think too, uh, they got to think long and hard on, on how to get Peter Mraz engaged again. And I'm not sure, you know, when we look at uh, the the blueprint prior to the season, Luke, it really did have more of a 1 and a 1A feel. And now that Jack's off and running and you know, putting himself in conversations for maybe major awards, it has to have changed their thought process on Peter Mrazek and... Uh, it's never too early to be thinking about signing Jack to a long-term deal. And if that's the case, then they got to unload this contract quickly. And I don't know whether or not that means end of the season, trade deadline, summer, but if Jack's going to get his money, there's no room for a a contract close to 4 million, which means that you got to get this guy back in engaged and showing teams that uh, he's still one of the, the better
3: goalies. Yeah, I agree with you, Kipper. you you got to get him back, but you don't want to rush him back, right? Because we've already seen what, what's happened there. But absolutely, the the blueprint was we're going with a 1A, 1B tandem. Uh, we're learning from our lessons of having Freddie Anderson play 60-plus games a year and working our goalie to the bone to the point where he goes into a playoff series and he's worn down and exhausted. You know, that there was a conscious decision to try and go – the tandem group, like most of the NHL is going, like most teams don't have a Andre Vasilevsky or, or Connor Hellebuck, so that seemed to be the strategy. But you're right, like it's a one and a two. There's no one A or one B. Jack Campbell has played phenomenal uh, this season. You know, he's top five in all the major categories. You know, I think he's pushed his name into the conversation to be, be, be an extra on Team USA. Um, you know, his performance is phenomenal and and his price. Has only got to go up, and I agree with you in that maybe you want to unload Mrazic. I just don't know what his value is right now. Like, I think it's going to take some building up because if even if you were looking for a goalie, you know, like I think Buffalo's interested in, in finding a goalie, um, I don't know if Mrazic's at the top of your list. Um, but absolutely, the Leafs don't want to be spending 10 million dollars on its crease going forward because Mrazic has two more years beyond this one um, and the team the coach the front office everyone absolutely loves to fit with Jack Campbell so they're going to try and find a way to make it work
1: Luke I'll take you a few steps out of the crease to the blue line uh, and, and talk about Rasmus Sandin want to get your thoughts on where he's at this season just you know statistically speaking he is um Well, really, he's the second-best offensive player on the Leafs, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but just if you sort by shot attempts and chances and anything he's on the ice for, things have gone the right way. Now, he only plays 16 minutes, 17 minutes uh, on the back end, but he seems like someone who could potentially be ready for more were there to be more. What do you think about his progression so far this season?
3: I think it's been fantastic, and I I think sometimes we forget just how much his development was set back last year. Um, Not only did he have uh, an injury, but he also was, you know, dealing with uh, not getting games with the Marlies and being on the taxi squad. And then it was like some false starts to his season. And when you're a young player, especially on defense, you need reps. You need um, constant looks of of what it's like um, skating backwards with NHL forwards come coming down at you um so the fact that he's only been sat one game um and you know a bunch of other guys have sat more than that justin hall spent his time on the bench travis Dermott tonight will be his fourth consecutive healthy scratch lilligren has been in and out um so the fact that they've only sat Sandine once i think uh is an action that speaks louder than anything i can say um i think they they have really high hopes for him now one interesting thing that stuck out to me from today's avail is uh, Sheldon was asked about, you know, why he decided to go with Morgan Riley running the top power play unit when Sandine was given a look there last year. And he said it was kind of veteran status. So there's, um, and, and the fact that power play has done well, they see no reason to make a change. But that leads me to believe that the organization's thinking, hey, even though we signed Morgan long-term, we might see Rasmus Sandin as our potential number one uh, defenseman on our power play. Um, And there's that threat there. Like if the power play goes in the slump, we might see Sandin's responsibilities increase even more. Well, they, they
0: showed their cards in the first round against Montreal. Mm. I I thought it was a huge storyline. I thought, it was struggling. There, there's no question, but uh, the first finger pointed was at Morgan Riley because they pulled him off for Sandine.
3: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, and uh, it was interesting that Sheldon kind of said it was. Spencer Carberry, the new assistant coach they brought in to, to fix what was an absolutely brutal power play at the end of last year. Um, it was his voice that said, I want to, I want to see it with Morgan first. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was kind of interesting to me because uh, there's, there seems to be some debate at least internally over who should be the number one guy. And, and Hey, you don't, you don't, mess with what isn't broken. Morgan's done a good job this year. It's been a nice bounce back. Um, but it tells me that the organization, you know, is already tipping its cards and the guy's only 21. Um, so you'd like to see that uh, hopefully his progression just keeps going up and up.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I just want to stay on that for a little bit cause I think that's a, a really interesting little nugget about the two of them. Cause as you guys mentioned, it seemed like it may change. What have you thought of, uh, Riley's role in that power play? Do you see anything different or how he's playing Uh, is any different? Like, the puck's going into the net a bit more. I don't see that he looks like a different player to my eye. What are your takeaways on the power play?
3: Well, he's, like, third or fourth shooting threat at best, right? Like, they're trying to get the puck on Austin's blade first and then probably Willie. Um, And Mitch seems to be forever the the pass-first guy, and that's fine because he has excellent vision. Um, But Morgan said today that he's like, if I take a shot, it better not get blocked and it better not be high or wide. I better hit the net or else the forwards will get mad at me. <laughs> um, so th- that that was kind of interesting. You know, he, he definitely feels pressure um, to make the right decisions back there. Um, and he's he is more of a distributor. He doesn't have you know the the booming Shea Weber type blast. He's never going to have that. Um, but it's more about kind of finding holes and sifting pucks through, and then maybe hopefully creating some chaos for for second chance opportunities when it comes to him on the the PP. Yeah,
0: I'd I'd like to see him still a little bit more uh, active, for my yeah. liking. I, I think it, it yeah it's going well. They're getting good bounces, but it it's still not active enough. And and I, I like I like unpredictable kind of looks where you're almost you you you're your five guys the creativity sometimes you got to make it up as you go along i think sometimes you get caught too much into their let's go back to what works but it's also let's go back to what everybody else expects too uh, as a penalty killing sometimes it it does for me it feels like it, it, it's set up to go into long funks sometimes and we saw the funk that they could not get out of in the playoffs but you know if if morgan i think found different ways to to be a threat out there and we know the shot isn't there that's not he's he's one of those guys that does not have a big shot if you're going to be the qb be on the quarterback typically you want to be a threat back there with a shot morgan doesn't have that and it's not coming anytime soon
3: yeah no i agree with you i mean offensively he's better when he's in transition and and using his skating ability and and flying up there. And I think tonight actually will be a real test for the power play because I was looking, you know, San Jose has the second best PK in the league and, and Sheldon was saying that they're the most aggressive and they've and Toronto's kind of actually adopted that mentality and that he credits that for why the Leafs PK has, has improved so drastically over last season is even if you lose the draw, just go right after him. Um, so he, he expects the Sharks to kind of be, be swarming the power play. So I think it, it's going to be a test, you know, that they're going to have to get creative tonight if they want to score 5-on-4. Uh,
1: awesome. This is great stuff. Last one for, for me, Luke. Just want to know your thoughts on the Richie Kempf-Simmons line. Um, obviously quite a different looking lines, mate, with Andre Kasha tonight. Kasha, I, I think, is just precautionary. And, uh, and your thoughts on what uh, the, the new bottom six will look like for the Leafs?
3: Yeah, so, so Kasha, it was, it was kind of interesting. I asked Sheldon how concerned he was because this is a guy who's thrown his body in front of a bunch of pucks and, and blocked some shots and missed practices, but he hasn't missed a game. You know, he's, uh, he, he's a kind of a hard guy to pull out of the lineup. And he said, but you know what? With his injury history, we, we, you're a little bit more cautious. Um, the good news is that he was lifting weights this morning and was taking part in team meetings. So it's not as if, you know, he's completely away from the team resting, but he he didn't skate this morning. So um, maybe they're just resting him up. You know, he's, he's got to return to Anaheim on Sunday. I'm sure uh, he'll be excited for that one. So hopefully he gets back in Wayne Simmons moves up and I wrote about Wayne Simmons this morning. And I think he's had a, a really nice year as a role player and kind of a, a former 30-goal guy that's that's learned to adapt his game, kind of taking cues from Jason Spezza in that way. And if I'm going to stick in this league, if I'm going to help this team, i got to be a fourth liner. So he gets a nice bump up and plays on the third line. He's played with Nick Ritchie before, but this will be the first time we see him with David Camp. Um, so it's going to be more, I think, a defensive test for Simmons because he started most of his, his uh, shifts in the O-zone, whereas the Camp line, as you know, Pretty much starts almost 100% in the D zone. um So his, his defensive work will be tested today, and, and we get another look at Semyonov, who will slide onto the fourth line. And I thought he's he's looked like a an NHLer, a, you know, bottom six NHLer. But I thought he's you know adapted pretty well coming over from the K and first time in, in North America. So we get another peek at him.
0: All right, we're going to let you go because we want to give you still plenty of time to put on your speedo and head to the beach.
1: <laughs> your scooter helmet, speedo and a scooter helmet.
3: Oh, uh, everything goes below the knee Kipper. No worries. <laughs> here.
0: No Instagram pictures. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Luke Fox. Thanks man. Thanks Luke. Okay. Want to get into, uh, and we got Mike Ricci coming up as well, uh, from the San Jose sharks, but Evander Kane, mm-hmm. 21 games is over on the weekend. Now what? You got to believe that uh, there's been a lot of discussion in the last week, week and a half. I'm not sure they really truly know what they want to do or how they go about it. I got to think we'll probably see him on waivers, clear waivers. Okay. And that would buy them time. It wouldn't put them in a position where if they assigned him for two weeks for a conditioning stint, that then the conversation would keep going on. I, I think waivers is the first option for them.
1: So they put him on waivers and no one picks him up. Like, not a chance.
0: Not give, a chance. Given
1: what he's going through. And it sounds like well, I ever knows. It's a mess. It's a, his, right? I mean, am I... It is. I sense some hesitance there. Well, it's,
0: it's kind of tricky because... San Jose's probably doing better than they thought. You know, like a Columbus where you thought that they're just a team that uh, will be bottom feeders this year. Mm-hmm. They're actually having some success. So...
1: You're not suggesting they'd use him.
0: Put him in the lineup. No, I'm yeah. I'm suggesting that uh, there might be a trade out there for him. Hmm. That there might be teams desperate enough to take Evander Kane off San Jose's hands.
1: Now, I don't proclaim to be an insider. I don't have a ton of connections. I have some, not, not, to, not nearly as many as you, but like, it sounds like this guy's legal troubles are ongoing is an understatement in terms of what's out <sighs> well, there and what's coming. That's, and what's-
0: that would be my first thing. If I ever thought that uh, I was thinking about it, you'd really have to cover yourself up and and do your homework on what is still right. out there and yes. what's not as far as the league is concerned he will have fulfilled his duties right. on a 21 game suspension so i would imagine when they also said that there's nothing else to investigate and the nhl has also made that clear mm-hmm. that there's nothing else jb
1: okay yeah so i
0: mean so if the nhl's okay that they've looked into his uh, domestic issues, mm-hmm. then all you're looking at is a guy that is going through a divorce. Like many players in the past have, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm a team struggling to score goals and I'm desperate enough to try to make a, the playoffs and I can get a legit 30 goal score here at a fraction of the cost, So he's got three years left at seven. Could I convince San Jose to pick up 50% of that just to clean him out of their room and pick him up? He can't be in their room. They don't want him in their room. They've made that clear. Yes. So I got to get him out. Am I going to bury him in my minors?
1: Yeah, does that help your your team? Is it still Worcester? I don't know. Is he going to go play in Worcester for two weeks and... But that's still part of my organization.
0: If he's not right. good enough for my big boys here, why would I stick? With the developing kids. My future's down there. Why would I want to, if, if, if I want him out, I get him out. All I'm saying is, is there a team like the Boston Bruins where they have an incredibly strong room led by one of the best modern-day leaders in NHL history, and Patrice Bergeron, and Marchand, and Pasternak. Can I get him in that room and make him make everybody feel like this guy will be on his best behavior? We're getting a 30-goal score, and it may only cost us $3.5 million mm-hmm. if San Jose can pick up the 50%. Well, and, you,
1: and you know how NHL teams are. Like when Carolina signs Tony D'Angelo, they don't, they don't bring him in and say, all right, kid, you know, like you'll be on your best behavior, three strikes and you're out. They sit him down and they say... One strike and you're out. You have one strike. You look at one pitch and it's a strike. La- Bye-bye. And, la- and so that's, that would be the Kane thing.
0: Last time I checked, uh, Tony's been okay. and
1: Tony's been real, real good. No, really good.
0: <laughs> With no issues. Yeah. And it's been quiet.
1: It has been. It has been everything they, you know. I, I'm sure that was part and of it. there was like, a lot Carolina. of
0: noise about this guy.
1: You know, it being Carolina helps. In terms of media coverage on a day-to-day basis, you know we don't.
0: So can Evander Kane do
1: what well, I'm Tony D'Angelo has done? I'm just saying teams would talk to your point. If the domestic abuse stuff or the domestic—I don't even know to be honest. I don't know the extent of what's been accused. If the league yeah. has dealt with that, and now it's just a gambling thing and a reputational thing.
0: So well, I
1: could see a team being like, "Yeah, I guess and it's, it's not like price. you know
0: this really stemmed from his his wife." making a lot of noise in, in social media about uh, gambling and betting. But she does not want to go on record with the National Hockey League. She doesn't want to go on record, I think, with any other kind of... So if that's the case, there's there's really nothing
1: else to to go on. In terms of to stop teams from acquiring him. I think you would have to, A, have a strong room, B, have a good PR team. Because you you can't... doesn't matter... You know, for me, my favorite team. I want no part of that guy. Like he's there's not a not a good thing as small him you. anywhere he's I, gone.
0: I I totally see that, and I I I I buy into that. Yeah. But I also buy into I got to make the playoffs. I gotta oh yeah. I gotta no, sell it's, tickets. It's, it's e- e- even Arizona, for God's sakes, which should at least consider
1: it. Like I know they I. I'm with you. The they, hockey team should try to get better, but they have no interest in that or seem to have no interest. Columbus. Yeah. Now you're talking, you talk that uh, you can tell Colum- Columbus team Col- uh, like, face, wants to be good. Last, kind of a good start. Last time I checked wider market.
0: Last time I checked, Columbus seems to be a team that could have a legitimate shot of being top three in the Metro oh. Carolina, Washington. And then who?
1: I guess Pittsburgh and the Islanders Rangers. Are the teams I think, are the next best teams. Rangers there. Phillies kicking around somewhere.
0: Okay. Uh, Islanders I, just, are, I just
1: named the whole division.
0: <laughs> Islanders are the worst scoring team in the league right now. And I can't ever imagine Lou going to get a Evander Kane. Yeah. No, that's not happening.
1: No. I can't even believe I tried to sneak him past everyone as one of the better teams there. Sorry, Sammy.
0: Guys. Super Sammy. Did you buy into... A little bit of what I'm saying that there might be a few teams interested in Evander Kane if they can pick him
2: up cheap. Evander Kane is a power forward who scores 30 goals, flies around the ice, can fight, can hit, can do everything you want on the ice. Does a lot of stuff off the ice you don't want, and you – the strong room thing. The Bruins make sense to me.
1: Everyone wants to be the last team when the guy finally figures it out. Is Antonio Brown figured it out yet? No, nah, yeah, yeah. he's,
2: he's, he's got some things going on. He have
1: a fake vaccine thing. He did a vaccine, yeah.
2: But I, I, I think the Bruins have a strong enough team. That That's something to me that would be interesting. If they're getting them at like half the price, like Kipper said. But yeah, we should probably go to get Ricci.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're coming back with Mike Ricci, former NHL or current development coach with the San Jose Sharks. We'll get into a, a little bit more of... Uh, What's going on with but, San Jose?
1: But not that conversation. Maybe we'll spare it Maybe we now. will. Maybe. Okay. No. <laughs> well, what are you talking what, I don't what, know. What are you doing? It's uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we like uncomfortable on you this do, show. You do. You do. Back after the break.
2: The code word for today's episode to text to 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Avalanche tickets on December 1st is Marner.
0: You don't suppose, JB, you scared off Mike Ricci. (laughs) Me? Well, I do. Well, we may have word that he still could be in a meeting, started a meeting.
1: Got a game plan for the... Game plan. I was actually quite
0: surprised uh, he he would have found time for us today.
1: It's perfect time, right? 12.45, it's coming on their time. You've done your Mm. morning skate. Everyone's had their pregame meal. So what do, you, what do you, what do you, free nap window? You
2: got a great text here. No, it's that still pertain- too early for the But it, but it, perta- but it pertains to, to Kane.
1: All right, let's have it. I, I don't right. want a green light, I'll, light I'll, it No Kipper's permission. I'll
0: allow it. Okay.
2: Uh, Patrick from Saskatoon. Okay, I don't, I don't even like saying this, but the Lightning could take Kane with Point and Kucherov out, and there's no way he affects that room in a negative way. They have too many established players for that.
0: See, he's on, he's on the right path. He is on the right I, path. You Get a room strong enough. And, I, thought, I told you it was a good text. And uh, well, well
2: then, like, then but like Koutarov's, those guys out,
1: and then what? Like, I, 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 out is the till, point that he could be in a should go to a strong room, or the point that he fits for a Tampa Bay because like those guys aren't out for life.
2: I know. But they they can move things around. They they've never had to adhere to the salary cap ever. Wow. So they'll, they'll hide Kucherov again,
0: will they not? Yeah, just, just
2: stash
1: they stash him on Roman Island.
0: Little setback. <laughs> he's he's the closer. He doesn't play the regular season. Just to, just the just funny. The he didn't mention Boston because I I think Boston's in dire need to. They seem to be coming on a little bit. I
2: and think they, they won this
1: game. I bet on them today. They got Rangers. They, they, lost. Lost. they, they lost. lost. There goes
2: my and uh, there's actually $15. some some shenanigans going on in the game. Uh, McAvoy threw a pretty rotten knee, uh, threw it out, gave him a little uh, slew foot. And then um, Panarin and, and Marshawn were chirping at each other, and Panarin whipped his glove at him from the bench to the other bench. So <laughs> not, not a lot of Thanksgiving love down there. They're mad at each other. That'll be another fine.
1: The, the glove throw? Yeah. You remember Justin Johnson played for the New York Islanders, knocked, uh, knocked down John Scott in a fight? Good, no, you don't remember that? Yeah, he's like, the, I he played like a minute for the Islanders. He was a college teammate of mine, once ran over a guy who was five foot four in practice. And the the epic glove throw after that, the glove the a glove throw and anger from someone who won't actually fight someone is one of my favorite moves in hockey. Like Panarin, not fighting anyone, love a good glove throw. Eh, looks so wimpy. oh, it's yeah, no, it is. It, it just looks like
2: it's just like it just reminds me of Alex Salmon. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. The, what, the bongo drums? Was it with, uh, was that Mark Stahl that he was wailing
0: away on? So, B- yeah. Boston is undecided right now. On like, the season? If, like, are if, pot if, if we were to not? go back to our conversation about how many legitimate teams would you put in a Premier League right now in the NHL, Boston wouldn't be in that.
1: What? That's insanity. Of course they would. The Boston Bruins? No. We're uh, talking about the same Boston team?
0: Are we talking about are you talking about organizations or are we talking rosters?
1: I'm well, I mean, right now, they admittedly, with a loss today, they're ten and seven. So it's not an awesome record. But they have some of the best players in hockey on that team. They have one great line. Well, that's three pretty good players out of eighteen. And then they're getting back very likely Tuka Rask at some point. McAvoy's a January, February. Okay, McAvoy's a star. You're not sure
0: what Tuka's gonna come back and be like.
1: No, I that's fair
0: but you would not put them up with Florida and Toronto and Tampa Bay right now. I'd put them with Toronto. You wouldn't. Uh yeah. It's still too early for me, but, uh, the perception is one's trending in the right direction. And I, I don't know. Uh, Boston's also had what five games in hand. Yeah. Uh, prior to this afternoon.
1: Boston's depth is really curious though, like that, you know, after the big boys, you're looking at uh, Charlie Coyle, Taylor Hall, Jake DeBrusque, you know, uh, and to be honest, it's Coyle and Hall. After that, the next highest scoring forward, that would be their sixth highest scoring forwards has, has six points in 16 games. So I might be walking back my confidence a little bit. Thank on that. you.
0: And makes a little sense for Evander Kane mm. there. No, it just doesn't at three sense and a half million. That's the key though.
1: That is the key. From a hockey standpoint, yes. It does make sense. But to me, the Bruins have been this team that's been about culture and everyone's taken less money to be a part of this and it's you know all for one and
0: Seattle too. Seattle Kraken, maybe with the Vander Kane.
1: Beautiful. What do you Um, think? Yeah.
0: Well that that one would be tough because new organization.
1: Yeah, they're trying to set a stand a cultural standard, I think, of uh you know, of the way they're, uh, they're going to go about things. That would be a tough sell for sure. But, but you, you are know, trying from, to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. If you're trying to make the playoffs, you should get Kane today because they're six and 12, although they won two in a row. And big
0: ones, big, right. big wins too big against wins. one against Carolina too, which was uh, a huge statement game. I think for even Ron Francis, who came from that organization, tough uh, schedule. Ricky old Chuck as well. We got the the great Mike Ricci on the line. Is that true on a day of a game?
4: <laughs> I don't know about the great one, but I'll, Mike Ricci's here for sure.
0: <laughs> you know, there's so much we can get into, but yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to hit you right between the eyes right now. Why do you Uh-oh. still have long hair like that? Like, when is that haircut coming?
4: Well, it's, first of all, it's not that long. Second of all, <laughs> see, you don't, no one notices the
0: nose. <laughs> i'll lay you in on a secret that's been the focus all these years that's it that's and i hate getting a haircut you know how hard
4: it is to get a haircut in california
0: i can only imagine <laughs> i can only imagine so where are you are you on the bench are you upstairs you rotate uh like what, what's the latest with you
4: i'm upstairs now yeah Yep, upstairs. Thrown off. I've been fired so many times now, it's getting crazy.
1: (laughs) Well, that's great. So maybe you can give us some uh, insight into the team the the Leafs are playing tonight. Uh, You know, off to a good start this season, 10-8-1. What's different about the the San Jose Sharks this season?
4: Well, you know, I think... uh this year boogie was his first really his first chance to have a training camp with the team you know he took over the team after christmas and then you know the whole covid thing happened we had really a 3 day training camp so it's kind of he was able to you know training camp was a hard working training camp um, really hammered in on the details and and i think that's what's made us a better team you know we know I think the guys is more important you know we can know what it takes to win but the guys need to know it and I think they know what the recipe is and you know how it is it's not easy but um, we've done it more times than not and been able to win games
0: when I um, look back a few years ago and and Eric Carlson was traded there reach uh, there's no question what a talent he is but sometimes you wonder uh, you know with Brent Burns there was there room for what I thought might have been like two alpha dogs where one's now in a position where it's like a 1-1-A, almost like two great goaltenders that don't necessarily have a definitive number one? That, that felt like it. And maybe the chemistry was off early, but does it fit in nicely now? Is it to the point where you're, you're maximizing both these great talents?
4: Yeah, I think for you know, for sure. Um they're both good guys. They both um you know, they they get along and they wanna help each other. So that that was always good. It's just finding ways, you know what I mean, to get them the ice time that they need with the you know, with the right guys and stuff and you know how it is. Sometimes it just takes time, but I think it is and you know, it's starting to come together. I think they both you know, Burnsy's defensive game has gone up huge. He still is, you know, obviously a you know, an athletic big man that can do a lot of things. And, you know, Carly's finding his way in this, in on the team too now. And, you know, like I said, it, it's been kind of weird with, you know, the COVID and all that stuff. We haven't really been together. Even when we were together, it was kind of, we were apart. So, uh, yeah, they've built some chemistry with each other. I think the good thing is they've always got along. There's no, you know, i got to imagine there's competition between them, but nothing where it it, it hurts. You know, they're they're definitely pushing each other and you know, we still got to figure it out. I think as coaches, we always talk about finding ways to, you know, to put them both in a situation where they're we're getting the best out of them. But, you know, they've been a part of the team now, and they're a part of the culture, and I think that's, uh, that's huge. It starts there, and, you know, they're such good talents, both of them. They'll find their way.
1: Mike, tell us a bit about your focus as development coach for the San Jose Sharks. Is there uh, specific players that you're targe- targeting or skills that you're working on? What is it that has your attention these days?
4: Well, I just think, you know, Boogie's really just being around the net. And, and, you know, obviously with analytics now, I mean, you know, they can put a number on it. You know, goals are being scored around the net. And, you know, I believe anyone can do that, you know. And I think that's been my main focus, getting guys to the net, getting around the net, you know, shooting more with a purpose. You know, sometimes you don't always – you don't want to tell a guy not to shoot to score, but at minimum creating a rebound because analytics say, you know, after a rebound, you know, whatever the number is. And just stuff like that. And Boogie's been, you know, I think I've always done that, but now really focusing on it and, and just, you know, you can't turn anybody into a, You know, you guys know, like a 30-goal score, but I really believe anybody, you know, if we can get everybody chipping in with, you know, two, three, four extra goals here and there over a year, it'll add up, and that's pretty much what I try and do. And then, you know, really anything, you know, PK, PP, it's actually been great for me because, you know, I can work on a bunch of different things and whatever kind of the flavor of the week is and, you know, just kind of figure it out that way, but just trying to help guys, obviously... You know, I don't think it really matters what I know or what a coach knows. It's what the player knows, what he retains. And having, you know, more voices saying the same things, I think is, is good for players. So, you know, I've always believed that. I mean, you can you can find ways for guys to get a goal here or there extra, but, you know, we don't really focus on, you know, you don't want to, if, you spend, if I spent my whole life trying to turn a guy that's going to score 10 into a 30-goal scorer. You know, I wouldn't have to cut my hair, it would just fall out.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> you know,
4: but but we can we you know, we can improve our habits and our details and have everybody try and chip in and we're you know, it's just, you know, it's probably the toughest one is trying everybody wants to score. It's it's just there's a lot of little things you have to do before you start scoring and that's really what I do is really hammer in the the little things where, you know, coaches do the the big part, and I kind of hammer on the the little details of it.
0: We're speaking with Mike Ricci, former NHLer and current development coach with the San Jose Shark and Jolly Miller Tavern
3: legend. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. There's always a fear.
4: there's a bunch of taverns and stuff like that. I
3: don't
4: know. I must have been a party animal.
0: I do remember a few <laughs> nights. That's. Uh, I thought you just threw that in. Every, all the guys around here are looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? That's a very specific then, reference. Oh, yeah. The jug- and, and you're I the only know, one that
4: laughed. A has probably changed names seven times now.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. But it's a Chili's, guys.
0: And run by yeah. their grandchildren now.
4: Yeah. Um, or it's an internet internet cafe
0: <laughs> mike the perception you know from the outside in was that maybe this was going to be another transition a year for san jose where you guys uh and, and in your role you can bring along some of the younger guys still uh but uh inside the room playoffs as much as it's been every year the focus and you know looking at the division now outside of maybe wondering you know what Vegas is still going to look like uh, it, it. It seems wide open.
4: Well, for sure, you know. I mean, I, I you know, person I've never gone into a year thinking we're not going to make the playoffs, but it's definitely a focus this year, and we're going to do it, you know, inch by inch. And I think that's where we're at. And Boogie's done a good job of of keeping that. And like I said before, I think the players know the recipe that makes us successful and that's the, that's the best part of it right now. So we're, you know, we've beaten some good teams. We've probably lost some some games that we should have, you know, probably won, but I, I think, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're not in here. We're always developing. I, you know, we're, I know, um, you know, the staff, we're always trying to teach, always trying to learn little things, but uh, definitely the ultimate goal here. We're, we're looking to, you know, to put our, put our foot in the top eight here
1: one of the things uh we had luke fox on who's covering the leafs out there and was he was prepping us on the sharks he he talked about the penalty kill and just how great it's been you mentioned you had a little bit of hand in in a variety of things there the special teams or sorry the pk's second best in the nhl uh what has made that uh, pk unit so formidable this season
4: well i think it goes with with the way we want to play in our d zone just uh you know pressure and, and speed and taking away time and space and you know guys uh you know johnny madden and dan darrow have done a great job of all the little details of it and again i think you know we we've always been pretty good at it the last few years but now we're the guys know all the little d why we do certain things you know until they learn that you can tell them what to do but until they learn why they do it and what we're trying to accomplish then it, I think it becomes good, and that's what's happened now. Guys know, you know, nowadays when you're watching video, most of the time the guy, you know, if there is a mistake or a, a break in a habit or a break in a detail, now the guys know, you know, or you know, maybe three four years ago it was always you, you, you know, guys would get shown it and be like, really, you know, they kind of really didn't know. So I think that's why we're good right now is that, you know, guys know why we want to do stuff and we want to be upbeat, we want to be fast-paced and pressure, and, you know, obviously our goaltending's been great this year too. Um, you know, Rhymes and Hiller have, have done a good job. They kind of, they figured out, you know, where the shots are going to come from, and, and those those shots where they're coming, they're really not scoring from there, so you know, obviously we got to keep that up. Special teams is a huge part, and, um, you know, Johnny Madden does a good job. I think we're both the same. It's just doing the little things right, and it keeps hammering it down, so You know, like I said, the more the information, when the players know it, then you're good. You know, coaches always, you know, it's easy to go up and draw it on the board, but once the players know it, then we're cooking.
0: Mike, uh, a lot of Leaf fans thought they were looking at a -A, 1-1-A with Mrazek and Campbell, and Campbell's uh, ran with it. Uh, Obviously, uh, an injury to Mrazek has kind of eased that decision up. Uh, But you mentioned Reimer and Hill, and it looks like a true... 50 50 one, one a is that something that will continue or will you, if you guys anticipate someone getting hot could they run it or is this just the trend that uh inevitably you know uh San Jose and maybe a few other teams will will have to go to
4: well you know I think boogie's been open-minded he you know obviously their play will dictate it you know if the and i think he's He's okay with someone running with the net for a while. You obviously, you know, again, with analytics, how many games they have to play. And we're not, you know, Boogie's not big on that, but obviously um, you do have to manage it a little bit. But, um, you know, if I'm not going to talk for Bug, but uh, he, if someone takes the net, he'll let them take it for a while. And I think both guys know it. So they both have been working hard. It's been great for us in practice because these guys take all the shots and all the different They love working on, you know, guys in front of the net, around the net, and playing out rebounds. So it's been good for our our players, too. And, you know, I I sense that they're both competing for that, you know, to take the net for a while. And I think Boogie would be open open to it. But, you know, right now they both kind of, you know, played, you know, here and there, you you know, kind of alternating. I think Rhymes may have played a few more games, and he's been great. And I think Hiller's ready to explode, too. So obviously our goaltending is hugely important and i think everybody feels comfortable with it so it's always good when you have that
0: just one more uh mike and, and i'll let you go uh earlier we were talking about evander kane's suspension coming up at uh at the end of this weekend is there a sense one way or another whether or not he'll be coming in joining you guys playing uh is there any sense or do we all have to wait and see yeah
4: i think we're gonna have to wait and see i think um we haven't really heard anything. And I think as a staff, we've all, you know, we try and preach to the players, you know, every day coming in, you know, working, getting better and, you know, sometimes getting better means taking a rest. So for us to, you know, we don't really know. We're, uh, one day at a time. And, um, we haven't really heard a bunch about it yet, but, uh, obviously we know that suspension's coming up and, you know, he'll earn his way back or do whatever it has to, but I think we're one day at a time and really haven't heard anything. So, uh, you know, it's it's you know how it is in pro hockey we're we're just thinking about tonight. Obviously we've got a huge test and it's tough to think about anything else. We're always yelling at each other too, but we never have time. We either do the systems and get ready for the game and then we start arguing with each other. So we don't have time for that stuff.
0: <laughs> any any last shout outs to any drinking establishments in Scarborough or are you okay?
4: Oh, there's too many. There's too many. Oh, my God. But the good news is I'm 50. I have matured.
0: (laughs) Yeah, highly unlikely on that one. Reach, thanks for doing this.
4: No, no worries, man. Thanks, guys. Kipper, good to see. Say, say hi to everybody over there. You know, all of, I pretty much I think I know seven Nick Kiprios. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, all, they're all and they're all still in at Bethune High School. <laughs> <And> there you <laughs> Trying go. Trying to graduate.
4: And all the girl, all the girl cousins too. Say hi to them. All they're right. all pretty too. All right, pal. <laughs>
0: Appreciate Thanks it. Mike right, San Jose friend. Sharks. He, he, he's not lying either. He could, he could uh, smoke a cigar in the rain. <laughs>
1: you know you feel for a guy who's who's had to make that joke before you know I'd love to say that was off the cuff but I think that's that's come up before in Mike's past so you know
0: we didn't get anything out of him on Evander Kane they're just
1: you had to they, do it, eh? You had to ask. You had to. Without a doubt. I, I felt like that was like a thing between you and I, that you had to do it right oh, in my yeah. face. Oh, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you just ate me
1: right on. Yeah. I, I thought we were almost through it. I saw the clock. I was like, oh, we might get out of here. No. You did. A great answer, though. No, me. I mean, he handled that like a pro. He is a pro. He gave us nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like a pro. Exactly. He filibustered us I, like, and moved the, on.
2: The PR, when I asked the PR guy there this morning uh, to, for him to join us or whatever, I was, well, last night. He was probably like, if they ask you about Kane, don't say anything. Say nothing at all. <laughs> and he did a great job of it. So there you go.
0: But he knows. Oh, he knows. He oh, he, he knows. knows.
2: Nah, you, think, he you, think, you think Mike Ricci's walking around the, the San Jose Sharks facility. He doesn't know
0: what's going on with
1: Vander what Kane. He knows. What you
0: now on, uh, I would say, Monday waivers or Tuesday waivers?
1: I mean, as soon as they can put him on waivers, he's going on waivers. I was convinced that it was going to be like a – go down to the minors. Like, what about a team-imposed suspension? Is that a thing? You still got to pay the salary cap hit? Can you just have a guy sit at home and play Xbox? Probably can. Yeah,
0: I I would imagine that uh, teams have done that. They did did that to Naz Naz here. They say, we're not ready
1: to to deal with this guy yet. Go home while we figure it out. Although, if they haven't figured it out by now, surely, Nick, they've talked around the league, right? They've asked everyone, put them on waivers. Will anyone claim them at the full seven? And if not, they may know that they have one or two people. I imagine if something is going to happen with him, it happens in the few days after his return. Otherwise, I don't see anything happening.